Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2017. This is Cass talking about Step 11. Hi everyone, my name's Cass and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, as Paul was saying, we were talking before, he was saying, you know, the first time he spoke in front of a microphone he was two years sober and he was petrified and I shared with him that I'm just past two years sober and it's the first time I've spoken in front of a microphone. So <laughs> um, I made some notes in case I get horrible stage fright. But um, it's referring to my notes. The first thing it says here is to say something funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll start by sharing a little bit about um, what it was like for me before I came to AA. Um, not so much about my drinking because obviously I was a drunk and um, more about the way I felt. I felt like I was broken beyond fixing. Um, I was always dissatisfied my whole life. I never felt comfortable anywhere. Um, I felt disconnected from everyone. Um, just uh, always always fighting and, and striving and... It got to the point of, you know, of just feeling, you know, so, so life felt so hard, so uncomfortable. Um, never, you know, I never felt like, you know, I, I, I could get what I want and it didn't matter what I, what I did or tried, you know, how much alcohol I put in or, or other things, you know, the next relationship, the next thing to own, you know, none of it, none of it worked. And, and at the end, you know, it just felt like it was all too hard. And... And I really was desperate and I came to AA, um, you know, not realising at the time that, that that was a gift, that I had the gift of desperation. And um, and the thing that really struck me when I came to AA was, you know, not about um, the way that people spoke about the way they drank, but that I wasn't <coughs> unique in all the stuff that I felt and, you know, all the emotional problems that that I had because I, and I knew you know I knew that I needed a solution to the emotional problems because I'd had periods of time in my life where I'd stopped drinking for a bit and those emotional problems just got worse and I just felt you know those dry periods were you know it was white knuckling it and and you know I just got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore and I had to put something in but but you know the alcohol stopped working so so um, the the people that shared in AA, the people that you know that that I aspired, that I admired, or you know aspired to be like, they all talked about the steps, and and they had a shininess about them. They had a light in their eyes, and and I wanted that. You know, I wanted to be free of all all the stuff. You know, and 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 so I put myself right in the middle of AA, and I got a sponsor. Um, I got a home group. Um, I started doing service. And I started going through through the steps, and you know, one of the first, you know, one of the first things that I was confronted with with was the idea of God, because I came from a family of non-believers, and I'd always been a non-believer. I'd I'd chosen, you know, consciously chosen not to believe, and I would argue black and blue with you that there was no God, and um, and and I was confronted with the fact that you know I had to believe in something, you know, other than myself in order to, to, to move through this process. And at the time, I, did, I wasn't aware that I could have used the, the AA group, you know. So I went on this big sort of seeking seeking mission, trying to, you know, figure out what my concept of, of God was. And, um, and really what it came down to was the fact that I just had to change my mind, you know. And, and, and as I mentioned, the gift of desperation... Being that desperate, you know, made me willing to, bit, to to open my mind up a bit and drop a little bit of the prejudice that I'd been carrying around in my whole life about, you know, religion really, because I thought that that God was religion, 
and that religion was God, I thought the two things were inseparable and, and, and actually they're not. So I, I made a decision to believe in God and I, I kept going through the steps and I managed to start getting enough of myself out of the way to, to, to start having some experiences. And I remember I was sitting in a meeting, you know, one time and <coughs> I was sort of, I was in the middle of, you know, doing some amends. So I was at step nine and, and all of a sudden I had this feeling come over me like, like I was tingling and, and, and I was warm and, and full and, and you know, I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I might have been having a stroke for a minute and then <laughs> it, was, it was just the, the weirdest feeling, you know. It was, it was sort of like pins and needles all over but not like pins and needles and, and, and it lasted all through the meeting and it lasted in the car on the way home and I was hanging on to it. I'm like, oh, this must be it, you know, this must be what it feels like to, to, to feel the, you know, to feel that energy, the power that people are talking about all the time and... And I still had it when I went to bed, but the next morning when I woke up, I, I didn't have it anymore. <laughs> but, but it was the start of things, you know. It was the start of that real firm belief of that sort of trust because at that time I just felt like... I felt like I was protected, you know. I really felt safe. And, and I hadn't felt safe for a very long, long time. And, and yeah, so, so continuing on going through the steps, you know, the, the, um, the steps for me you know, showed me how wrong I was about, you know, I was wrong about God, I was wrong about pretty much all of the opinions that I, you know, that I would have, you know, fought black and blue over my whole life, I was wrong about. And and it was just, it was a process of letting go of a lot of old stuff and, and changing my mind. And, and you know, I guess, you know, I started to have that spiritual awakening, you know, I, wo- I woke up a bit and, um, and I started to see things differently. I started to, you know, I started to see colours differently. Was the first thing I noticed. It was like, was everything, you know, was everything always this bright, you know? And and then the next thing was like, really noticing, you know, trees and 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 I guess, you know, what happened for me is I started to feel like I was in harmony with with the world and 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 life became really great, you know. I I, I love the the language in the big book that you know the rocketed into the fourth dimension and sunlight of the spirit. I love all that stuff because that's how you know, that's how it felt for me and um, and yeah, you know, I I felt happy, joyous and free and and my life got bigger and better and um, you know, there was more stuff happening outside of AA and you know, I sort of slipped away a little bit, you know, from AA because I was right in the middle of it. AA became my life when I first came here and I was at meetings all the time and I was talking to members all the time and then I started to get busier outside AA and, and, um, and yeah, you know, maybe get a little bit more self-centred, you know, a bit of that self-centredness sort of starts to grow back and a bit more self-absorbed. But, um, you know, I, I realised that this relationship, this the, the, that that contact that I had with my high power as I was going through the steps and getting myself out of the way enough to have that contact, um, is like a relationship, and um, you know, like any relationship, it needs to be nurtured. You know, you, you need to to be there. You need to nurture it to grow it. You know, and if if I go off and start, you know, paying all my attention to other things and 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 neglecting that relationship, then it then it's going to decline. Um, so yes, yeah, step step eleven. Um, when I first came to to AA, I was really confused between the difference between step ten and step eleven because in the big book, it you know it talks about you know um, on awakening, you know we consider our twenty the twenty four hours ahead, 
and then you know in the, at night time we rev we thoroughly review our day and I was, you know to me that sounded a lot like inventory and and yet inventory was mentioned in step 10 not in step 11 step 11 seemed to be you know conscious contact with god and and i guess you know that I always listen to speaker tapes right from the very start because I found I found that you know if I put on a speaker tape in the morning when I got out of bed if I was feeling a bit crap put on a speaker tape and it would reset me just like that feeling that I got in a meeting you know I'd just get back to yep I'm an alcoholic you know these these are my goals for the day this is what I want to do you know I'd always listen to the speaker tapes and and um, I listened to a Joe and Charlie you know step series and and they explained it really well they explained that um, you know that <laughs> the 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 contemplation the the on awakening and and the review of the day step 11 was you know part of the christian faith what they called meditation was was deeply contemplating you know and um and that you know that you know that really clarified it for me so um i i started to practice it you know sporadically <laughs> Really, because it was one of the it was one of the steps. I could see the purpose of all the other steps, but I couldn't really see the purpose of this one. It's like, yeah, I'm sort of praying, and you know, I don't really understand meditation. But you know, I started to practice it um, like it was in the big book. Also, partly because I belong to a steps group, and like you'd be coming around to step eleven and be like, oh god, what am I going to say? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I, you know, I started to started to look at my day and and and. At the you know the, the the evening you know at the beginning it was there was a lot of morbid reflection you know that's what it was like and and I guess you know my my recovery you know as it, as it progressed what I what I was finding was still you know I, I still suffered from a really busy mind you know I found it really hard just to be still and to be calm and and um, you know I heard people you know in the in the steps group talk about meditation and how um, you know one guy had said. You know that he'd been meditating for a long time, and now he can all, he can summon calm on demand. You know, like if he if he finds himself feeling anxious, he can just go to a you know to a place to to feel calm. And I thought, God, you know, I really want that. So, you know, happy coincidences. Right about the same time, um, another member of the fellowship was encouraging me to go to a Tibetan Buddhist um, meditation center. And you know, I've been I've been going there now for. Um, for about eight months, and it's changing me. You know, I always thought that meditation was—I um, thought meditation was sitting in the lotus position in a darkened room with a candle and trying to think of nothing. And 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 really, it's actually the complete opposite of that. You know, what I've found out is that meditation is bringing awareness to to every part of my life. And um, I guess you know it's given me, it's created some space in 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 myself. You know we talk a lot about mindfulness. As mindfulness gets bandied around a lot, but you know it's really heartfulness as well. And you know I feel like I feel like the world has expanded for me with just being able to, just being able to be aware and and to to pay attention and. And and also going back to the the spiritual experiences that I had as I was going through the steps, you know, in, in reflection, what I realised was those those times where I was having those experiences were when I was right there, you know, I was right present, right in that moment, and and this bringing awareness to to everything, you know, in in the day, 
gives me much more of that feeling of just, you know, being in contact with God because that's where God is. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's been, it's been a fantastic experience to, to learn how to do that and, and the, the meditation techniques that I've been taught, you know, it's open-eyed meditation, so I can meditate at a traffic light, you know. It's, there's, it's just there's a hundred opportunities throughout the day and, and meditation using objects like visual objects or sound and, and what I've found... You know, my, my, my hearing has increased. You know, like I, I, I was sleepwalking through my life. You know, I didn't hear half of the things that were going on. And now what can happen is I'll hear a sound in my peripheral hearing and it stops me being in the story, you know, and, and brings me right back to the moment. And, and, um, and, and then I get that, that contact again. So <laughs> um, the, other thing, the other thing that this whole awareness thing has been doing for me is... It's allowed me to become a bit of a watcher of my own life. It's almost like I'm standing outside myself, watching myself go through my day. And, and in doing that, you know, I can recognise, you know, the, the things that, that we call character defects or shortcomings, you know, in the program. I can see, you know, how I'm operating throughout the day. And I can do it without judgement, you know. And in doing it without judgement, I'm not... I'm not judging myself, I'm feeling compassion, I'm welcoming all that stuff in and, and just by shining that awareness on it, things are sort of starting to disappear, you know, the things that, you know, at the start, work hard on my character defects, work hard on my character defects, you know, just by being aware and, and not judging them and not punishing myself because they're happening, they just, they're just dissipating, you know. So yeah, it's been um, like an amazing experience for me to learn the the formal formal pra practice. Um, and I haven't really said much about prayer. Um, as I said, I was a non-believer, and and you know I really didn't want to be kneeling down praying because to me that was just way too religious. Um, but you know, right from the very start of coming into AA, I was saying the Serenity Prayer over and over again. And then at step three, saying, uh, you know, the third step prayer of relieve me from the bondage of self. And, um, and now, I, you know, I, 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 have, I have one line, one line of prayers, you know, <laughs> as, the, as I go through the day, you know. Something will come up and I'll just say, you know, God give me the strength to make the right choice here. You know, because in, in going through all of this, the intuition that, you know, that, that we developed to be able to make the right choices, you know, has got has got a lot stronger for me. But sometimes I choose not to, you know, I choose not to follow that intuition. Sometimes, you know, I'll know what the right what the the right thing is to do. But being the incredibly willful person that I am, you know, I decide to do it, you know, my own way. And my experience with that is that I'll go the big circuitous route, and then I'll come back and end up doing it God's way in the first place. But. <laughs> um, Yes, it's best not to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess, you know, um, what, what seemed to me like the step, you know, that was kind of a bit, bit of a pointless step is probably one of the most important steps for me, you know, now. And there's a lady that came to, came to our steps group one time and, and, and she said, you know, you people, you've got you know you've got twelve sentences you know written up on written up on the wall up there, and you know 
it looks you know you say it, you say it, it looks easy you know and and when when we go through it all it's like it's really you know it's all really hard and really difficult and ta really takes a lot of effort and, and you know everyone everyone laughed and agreed but almost simultaneously everyone said you know it's so worth it and and that's how I feel you know about all of these steps and 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 really you know the practices practicing all of them every day all of them rolled up together um, so really the only other thing I've got to say is this is my third steps weekend I've come you know to to everyone since I got sober and I remember the first steps weekend you know being here sitting in the audience and and only a couple of months sober and I found it found it really difficult to understand what people were talking about and it did sound really hard and it sounded like a lot of work and it sounded sounded completely overwhelming and um, I guess all, all I'd say is you know in my experience now I only have to deal with it one step at a time and it, and it is so so worth it so thanks for asking me to share Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.